0: very warm welcome to our service of morning prayer on this Pentecost Sunday. To one and all, you'll note that we're in Mead Hall, our fellowship hall, uh, as some work is being done inside of our church. uh, And we will return to church in person without masks and no social distancing as you are comfortable on June the 6th. Stay tuned for information, excuse me, about that. Our opening hymn is Holy Spirit Come.
1: As empty rivers wait for rain, as captives wait for broken chains, and as the winter waits for spring, we wait to see the hope you bring. As empty furrows wait for seeds, as broken places wait for peace, as empty wait to fill we wait to fill you with us still Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit come come. fill our emptiness with love is empty Nightfall waits for stars and streams
0: Again, warm welcome this Pentecost Sunday. Our service uh, begins with the opening sentences found on page 77 of your prayer books. On this day the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, we've come together in the presence of Almighty God our Heavenly Father to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let's kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Together, most merciful God, Let's say the Jubilate together, which you'll find in your bulletin. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Our psalm is a selection from Psalm 104. O Lord, how manifold are your works and wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the great and wide sea, with its living things too many to number, creatures both great and small. There move the ships, and there is that Leviathan, which you have made for the sport of it. All of them look to you to give them their food in due season. You give it to them, they gather it. You open your hand and they are filled with good things. You hide your face and they are terrified. You take away their breath and they die and return to the dust. You send forth your spirit and they are created. And so you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in all his works. He looks at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. My praise, I will praise my God while I have my being. May these words of mine please him. I will rejoice in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. Service continues with the lessons.
2: A reading from Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Holy. me. Mm-hmm. is more than our shoulders can bear. The road that we walk is so long. We're looking for hope we can't find anywhere. Oh, Spirit, Drawny Spirit of God, Johnny Drawny Spirit of God, Draw me, Draw me.
2: The second lesson is from John. Jesus said to his disciples when the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, today is Pentecost Sunday. Now, what is Pentecost, you ask? Well, thank you for asking, Uh, because Pentecost, if you're not sort of in the church, isn't really common common parlance. parlance. Uh, Well, penta uh, means 50, and what is, this is about, is 50 days after Easter, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended on the disciples and the church was born. And by that I mean that people were moved by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit to tell the world about the good news of God's grace. So that's what church is about, the telling of the good news of God's grace, or at least that's what it's supposed to be about. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is simply Jesus's spirit of love, Jesus's spirit of compassion for sinners, for strugglers, for people who cut themselves shaving, dot, 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 dot. In other words, for you and for me, for all of us here who are in some kind of need, uh, at least that's what I'm assuming you're doing, tuning in, you're bother to show up uh, in some form for church because you have a need to hear the good news of God's grace. Now, Pentecost might be a new term for you. The birthday of the church might be a new term, but think about all the new terms that have been coined during the pandemic. Zoom bombing for when your cat goes into your uh, meeting. Blur's day for the feeling that all the days just run together. Doom scrolling for how you just sort of click through all of the terrible internet news and you can't stop. Of course, people have enjoyed drinking their quarantinis during quarantine at an alarming rate. And the freshman 15, the old freshman 15 has turned into the pandemic 30. Um, did you know that the average amount of weight gained during COVID is 30 pounds? I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Um, Now, speaking of the pandemic, there's big news here from our governor of Virginia. Most all restrictions will be lifted at the end of May. And there's also big news here from our Bishop of Virginia, the Diocese of Virginia. We can come back to church um, without signing up. We can come back to church without masks, without social distancing um, on uh, June the 6th. That's when we're going to do it. You can sit jam-packed next to each other in the pew. You can kneel side by side to receive communion. You can stand up and sing to your heart's content the hymns praising our God with one another without a mask. June 6th, it will certainly feel like a rebirth day for us. Now, these announcements, at least in Virginia, have just come out, and I just want to ask, how do you feel about them, These, these pronouncements from on high? I mean, some of us feel super liberated by all the easing of restrictions. We've hated the mask anyway. Other of us, of us feel nervous. I mean, it's been so, so long since some of us, um, you know, have been out. We don't quite know how to, you know, feel about being in a big crowd of people. Yesterday, I shook hands with a man who looked at my hand and said, that's the first hand I've shaken in 15 months. So I shook it again, uh, he's, he's been deprived. Um, so many of us, you know, it's been clearly documented have just sort of forgotten how to socialize. We have to relearn those skills again. And many of us uh, more on the introverted side aren't so happy about having to socialize. Most of us just feel confused like, all right, when do I wear my mask? When do I not wear my mask? Like, why is that person hand sanitizing if it's not communicated uh, by touch? What about children? What if I've had the thing? What does that mean for me? Um, you know, we're all just sort of trying to figure out the rules, readjusting, adjusting, adjusting, readjusting again to new norms. And then at least when the norms begin to feel like norms, then they change again and they're not norms. So, you know, pivoting is a a pandemic word you've heard a bunch of times. Pivoting. I hate the term pivot. I don't want to hear it again. Um, Are we really done pivoting? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm sure, one thing I'm sure of is that people are not done with judging each other about uh, the various responses I've just outlined in uh, my sermon and more to the pandemic. We are not unlike the insects in the Onion article that was just out about the return of the cicadas after 17 years of dormancy. And upon their reemergence, the other insects said, wow, hope you had a nice 17 years off, expressing annoyance over being forced during the absence to torment human beings on their own. You certainly look refreshed. That was some break, huh? Us, uh, well, we've stayed busy flying into other people's ears and biting everybody. We sure could have used your help. But don't worry, it's cool. I mean, would it have killed you to pop out a few times over the past 17 years? No worries, though. We covered for you. Oh, I see now that you're finally back you're just going to lie around and mate you know what screw you guys (laughs) well whether you are a wasp who has been flying around since last march or you are a cicada who is now just re-emerging pentecost assures you that god speaks directly to you no matter who you are where you are now what do we say when somebody really gets us we say wow she's speaking my language he's speaking my language or when we hear a song or we see a work of art that just go, like goes straight to the heart to who, who where we really live we say like wow that that really speaks to me well guess what That's exactly what the Parthenians and the Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, Bronx, Simon, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs said. That's what they all said. They said, whoa, what is happening here? They're speaking, these Jews are speaking my language. I mean, that's what happened when the disciples were gathered uh, 50 days after Easter. And the Holy Spirit came down, upon them with tongues of fire and with rushing wind. They began to speak in tongues, all these different languages. It wasn't gibberish. They were speaking, as the scripture says, in the native language of each. It's a powerful moment in the Bible. Because everybody needs to be spoken to in his or her own language. Everybody does. Fun fact of the day, did you know that even orcas, killer whales, have their own language, not just orcas as a species, but different pods of orcas speak their own peculiar kind of orca language to each other in their pod. The pod in New Zealand speaks a different kind of language than the pod in Norway. I mean, this might be helpful information for you the next time you run into a pod of orcas. You might just assume that you know orcan, but can you speak it to every killer whale? I don't think so. So what these disparate and perhaps desperate people heard in their own language on the day of Pentecost is the very thing that you and I need to hear today. And that is, as the Scripture says, the good news of God's power and grace. And you don't need like some kind of blanket or carbon-copied version of it. You need a peculiar, specific version that you can hear with your own ears and will penetrate into your own heart and will be understood by your own mind. I mean, right now, you need to know that God loves you personally. And you need to be able to absorb that even if you were the last person and the only person living on the earth, that. Jesus Christ would have taken your place on the cross. I'm talking to you, not to the TV, not to, as I will on Sunday, all the people beyond the garage. I'm talking to you, or at least I'm trying to talk to you in your own language. But I can't do it. I can't do it exactly right. In fact, no preacher can. And that's why we trust the Holy Spirit who descended on Pentecost, We trust the Holy Spirit to take this language, whatever it is, and make it real for you and graft it and craft it to you. Whether you're a wasp or you're a cicada, an orca, or you're just you, you, just who you are right now, needing to hear the grace of God in your own language. I'll close with a brief story from Paul Zoll, my mentor. Um, And he's the one who made... God's grace real and personal for me in, in my own language. He spoke my language, uh, and I got it for the first time, really. And he recalls being a lost uh, young adult in the early 1970s, uh, also a seminarian, um, but he was still looking for God to speak to him. He writes this, In January of 1973, I had just started a joint degree at Harvard Law School, excuse me, in Harvard Divinity School. The future was open-ended, to say the least. I did have one glowing asset, the affection and support of Mary Kappelman. When she and I were together, I felt far from alone. The key issue for me was God and Jesus. Who were they? Or better, who are they? I was on a primary, personal religious search. Moreover, I was serving as seminary intern in church of our savior in arlington massachusetts just north of cambridge it was a small parish but with a nice inner core of people the rector seemed tired but he was kind to me i preached the main service on palm sunday which was an honor the sermon was pretty pathetic looking back on it now but somehow it got the attention of the old senior warden long dead now his name was john fallon after the sermon during which I could see that Mary was wearing a bright yellow dress, Mr. Fallon rushed up and said, Now that is what this church needs. This church needs Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit made Paul's sermon real. And in the end, Jesus found Paul's all, the preacher of the sermon, and so moved, that so moved Mr. Fallon. And Mary and Paul, by the way, found each other. And as you may know, had three wonderful sons. And on this Pentecost Sunday, I pray that God will speak your language and find you. For as the scripture says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Our service continues with the Apostles' Creed, which you will find printed in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, on this day you open the way of eternal life to every race and nation by the promised gift of your Holy Spirit. Shed abroad through this gift. This gift throughout the world, by the preaching of the gospel, that it may reach to the ends of the earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Service continues with the parish prayers.